<laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to uh, Purple. I'm Big Will. And I'm your co-host, Mac. And we're currently in the middle of a debate right now. We are back, but we're in the debate. $20 $20. No, it's not, because $20 yes, in inflation ain't shit no more. It's, but $20 it's be is $20. Now. The new $20 is 50 Okay, so fine. $50 $50. It, no matter there how you, go. you got it, $50 You got to adjust the, the, say, the saying for inflation. Yeah, right. So <laughs> what is it? I ain't gay, but $50 is $50? <laughs> yeah. That's too much to say. Funny, though. Hey, <laughs> you know, it's funny because you can't have this conversation in either workplace right now. You have you can't even say that shit right now. We we both be canceled and, you know, shipped <laughs> off to fucking Canada or something for saying that. That's the point of the podcast. Anyway, what are we talking about tonight, Will? You know, I've been thinking about it hard lately. And, you know, well, one, we're back. Welcome back. I would take a little mental break. You know, I had to get away from this for a bit. Um, I didn't. Know I realized, you know, look, yeah, I realized with this job, that the job I currently work, uh, I will never do stuff as cool as when we were in the army. Like, I'll never do anything that cool again, and don't get me wrong, unless I spend money, money, and I'm not doing that. But yeah, it's it was guilt free sometimes, like <clears throat> when you go to the range. Oh, you're, yeah. you're counting your bullets. You're counting them. You're like, mm, now? do I really want to shoot that box or should I save that for next time? Because, you know, five by six, uh, you think about it. Now, when you were in, you go to the range, you didn't think about how many, you, you didn't count, you didn't care. You pick it up, you shoot there it was the a, Look, there was a point in time where we're going to the range weekly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was five by second six, nature. seven, six, two. Seven, six, two was expensive, too. It still is. Yeah, you see a squeeze and release. It was over. But yeah, so I was thinking about that lately that, you know, I'll never do anything that cool again. And like, it's just stories to us now, you know, as we have transitioned out of the military and into other jobs and career fields and school. Um, You hit that moment where you realize, shit, I was doing super cool shit on the government's dime and now I'm normal or I wouldn't say normal. Now I'm just not as cool as I used to be. So I guess, yeah, I you know, see that. you get some you cool stories, that. but stories <laughs> don't compare to when you were doing dumb shit and spindexing 50,000, five, five, six. Cause somebody ordered too much ammo and you got to get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> you start figuring out ways to shoot shit. Or, you know, somebody ordered too much C4 and now you got to figure out how to blow it all up. And you're like, oh, I can do this. Well, those um, good times. Military was wild, like, dude. It's you, like, never get, you never get to blow up anything bigger than a firework. And I love fireworks. Don't get me wrong. Like fireworks, 4th of July is my Christmas. But mm-hmm. there's nothing like setting off an explosive. Whether you're shooting it or just fucking clacking it off, there's just something about it. Claymore, Claymore, Claymore. <laughs> yep. Good times though. Claymores are fun. If you ever got to shoot, or if you ever got to shoot a claymore, what do you call it? Shooting because it shoots projectiles, or you call it exploding? I don't know, triggering. But anyway, there you go. There's, look, there's a question for the episode. Yo, look, if you've ever 
clacked off. There you go. A claymore. Would you call it shooting a claymore or blowing up a claymore? Ooh, another question. Hmm. How many ball bearings are in a claymore? Oh, shit. I used to know that. <laughs> I used That's to know that. I'll get back to you, too. Like, I- I'll get back to you. Mm, a thousand? No, it wasn't a thousand. It's like four thousand. No. God damn it. I- I'll have the answer, the answer. I can't give the answer. I'll have the show. answer. I'll have the answer next episode. Otherwise, um, it'll keep the purpose of asking. So yeah, how, so is it cla- is it shooting or blowing up a claymore, and how many ball bearings are inside of a claymore mine? Figure that one out. Um, I'm stop saying. Um. So you know, we'll start with talking about like, do you realize how much cool shit we used to do? And, I, and I, when I say cool, I mean. So there are rules we followed, right? So as scouts, we had a specific set of rules, right? Rule number one, always look cool. Rule number two, never get lost. Rule number three, if you get lost, still look cool, right? So, you know, those are the three rules we live by. But, like, we used to do some crazy shit. We were flying in helicopters, expensive as fuck. We were (laughs) shooting guns, blowing stuff up. I've never jumped out of an airplane, and I fucking refuse to. But we have people who do that shit all the time, right? Don't get me wrong, it's cool, but I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> Perfectly. It has wheels, it can land. Um, but you have to remember, like, once once all those airborne, dirty, stinky, ugly beret people get out, they're never jumping again, right? They're, they're not doing anything that cool again. That's probably the coolest. To some people, that's probably the coolest thing they've ever done in their life is jump out of that plane. And it's cool to watch. I ain't doing this shit, but it's dope to watch. We're driving million dollars worth of equipment. Yeah, I'm driving 40 tons of pure fucking... Driving a tank. I've done that. That's dope. Right? Like, that's Being responsible for it. Mm, Right? I wouldn't say that's cool, but, like, responsibility is cool because now, (laughs) shit... You know, I use the perfect example, right? So I am a... We're going to call myself a mid-level manager in the post office. I'm not going to say what I do because I don't need anybody going, oh, he's on a podcast. Um, I'm a (laughs) mid-level manager. And I can't even be trusted to, like, order order equipment, like, order pens and pencils without having somebody double-check and triple-check my work. When I was in the Army, dude, I was the armorer for a while. I was in charge of – sorry, I can't remember the number. I was in charge of – I think it was – 95 M4s, 1250 cals, 12 Mark 19s, 18 shotguns, um, 39 PVS 7s, and 44 <laughs> PVS 14s. <laughs> right? I remember shit like that because, it, you know, shit, that was what I was accountable for. Right? That was my stuff. And I, I was trusted with it. Right? Including the Thor, the Thad, and anything other cool system, you know, that we were capable of keeping control of that I had in my arms room and shit. I can't even order pins and pencils for my employees right now without somebody going, what do you need those for? Why do you have those? <laughs> like, bro, what the fuck? Like I, I was just ordering millions of dollars worth of equipment and getting it repaired. And now I can't even order a number two lead pencil. Right. Skillcraft, no, by the way, Skillcraft still supplies the post office. So I'm used to all their Skillcraft shit. You know, Skillcraft ain't that bad. Never thought it was terrible. Okay, if you don't watch the videos of the podcast, you should have seen the face I just gave Mac. I've had worse. That's all I'm going to say. Skillcraft is the worst. Yeah, there's worse shit. 
if you try to wipe your ass with Skillcraft toilet paper, you wipe mm -hmm. your ass with your finger. Okay, that doesn't, that doesn't, uh, I wasn't counting toilet paper because I always had wipes. No, that's Skillcraft. You said Skillcraft ain't that bad. I'm going to order you for Christmas a whole bunch the... of Skillcraft toilet paper. I was talking about their pencils and notebooks and shit. <laughs> I, I, keep, I keep wet wipes on me. Like, Although I have upgraded to the little sprayer for days. I recommend like Skillcraft, you fucking cutting your booty up like a paper cut. Mm -mm. <laughs> um, I don't fuck around about toilet paper. I don't either. I not know. Look, you know what's funny? The army made me that way, right? The army really did make me that way. You use Skillcraft basic training and, you know, AIT or whatever, you get out of that and you get to your first unit, you never use Skillcraft again, right? You you, you spend the money on the Charmin Ultra Thick and <laughs> whatever else it may be. Um, so, right, we realized we never do anything cool again. But, you know, I was <laughs> sorry. I got a little cough, so bear with me. Um, I was thinking about it the other day. In flu season. Yeah, that's true. The best part of all the cool shit that we did is that we had cool people. Not even cool people. We had people <laughs> to do it with, and it made the situation and the, the whatever a little more cool, right? It was, you know, it was fun because, we, you know, we got to experience something cool ourselves, but then, you know, you've got your bro next to you who you're like, hey, I've been living with this motherfucker forever at this point, and we're both enjoying, like, shit, with the, I, I bring up the story all the time because it's funny that when the Chinook turned sideways, right, everybody's made the exact same face when that Chinook went and turned sideways. It was a, oh, shit, right? But it was it was funny because we got to experience it together, right? We, like, even being in the field, we asked dumbass questions. What was that question? Uh, I think it was that one, but then no, it was um, so I, th I think it was right before you. It was Morgan. He was like, "I'm gonna put a spell on you and turn you into a girl." <laughs> and somebody was somebody was like, "Hey, if he turn you into a girl, I'm gonna have to hit that." <laughs> but like, it, it was Embry. Um, but no, it's it's just shit like that. Like you just can't make up that shit. Like personally, don't get me wrong. I feel like I have good experience still. I have good friends now, but it's just I will never get that experience at that level again. No, not at all. But even when you go searching for it, different places. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I, I think, stop searching for I it because it hurts your feelings. In like law enforcement and stuff, but that's. Not everybody's, you know, path. Yeah, I couldn't be a cop. Sorry. No offense to cops. You're good. You're good people. The veritable veteran's a cop. He's cool. He's no. good people. Yeah, you got nothing against Evan's cops. cool. It's just job ain't for him. I just know there's something for me. There's just some shit that's not. This is just one of those things that's not. Yeah, I agreed. Um, I couldn't make it in security, so I, was, I, I know I ain't. <laughs> nah, you were good security. No, I mean I was good at it, but it took a lot of patience that I didn't have. Yeah, you you was top flight of the world, Craig. <laughs> I wasn't bad at the job, for the record. I just it took too much patience to deal with the bullshit. <laughs> I was afraid I was gonna hurt somebody. Like Max, you know, the when, guy now. Me, when the VA asked you those questions, have you ever had thoughts about hurting yourself or others? I'm like, every goddamn day I go to work. Every goddamn day I say that shit in the post office. They be like, I'm like, I'm not gonna go postal. I go. 
I'm just gonna whoop somebody's ass. <laughs> it's like it's a big difference. It's a big difference. I swear. You know, it's uh, like, not the it's, same. Same, but it's not the same. Yeah, it's like, like I'm not trying to go on a massacre, but can we go? Let's go step out into this parking lot. Let's keep this energy in the parking lot real quick, mm-hmm. so we can just say shit in my face and get it over don't, with. Don't call me. Say that shit to my face. <laughs> don't talk about it. Be about it. Um, and that's really all it is. It's just it's not seeking out violence but it's like there's a problem here and the obvious solution is to just go box it out so let's just go box it out yeah get over it you can yeah, do that exactly. in the military you can't do that outside the military i don't even know if they're allowed to do it in the military anymore if the lost boys were still around we wouldn't give a damn choice you get let's handle that but it i don't works. care what i don't care what your soft ass commander said handle that <laughs> um <laughs> So I cracked the joke. Um, you know, we, we, we talk about all the cool stuff. Don't get me wrong. You can still do cool shit outside the military. But it's just not the same feeling, right? You know, I can go. It's not free. But, yeah, I can go get in a helicopter right now, sure, and pay all the money for it. But it's not it's not the same feeling, right? It's not the it's not that purpose driven reason to be in a helicopter when it just kind of happens to be fun. And I was like kind of I was talking about how military brings you out of your comfort zone, right? And you get used to being uncomfortable. And now that we've kind of transitioned out of the military, we're fighting so hard to get back into that military comfort zone that we had already, you know, we established. And now we're stuck outside of it and it's uncomfortable to us again. And, you know, that I think I feel like I feel like that's where I'm at right now. On my, that's why I was thinking so hard about how this is the best job I ever had, right? In the, in the military, we throw that joke around all the time. Shit, <laughs> oh, I'm dying. Not yet. Please go quick. Um, we crack <laughs> a joke all the time of best job, I, best job I ever. I said best jab, best jab I ever had. <laughs> uh, it's because fuck the southern country from the I don't know how shit was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> Reaching back to his roots. Um, but no, like you. God damn it, I lost where I was going with that. Best job I ever had, sorry. You know, we used to throw that shit around so often, right? They even put it in Fury, right? We were saying that shit before Fury. We were already saying that, right? Because sometimes you have to remind yourself that this is a job and shit. Yeah, you may be scrubbing Sergeant Major's toilet with a goddamn dust mop, but you know what? You're getting paid. It's the best job you ever had. You ain't really doing shit else. There are worse jobs you could be doing. That's that right there, though, that, you know, you're doing a lot of times you're doing something different every day. You might be doing some of the same stuff every day, but it is different. Or you can fuck it can flip a 360 on you and or not a 360. I'm sorry, a 180 on you. And be totally something different. And you hear other jobs say like, yeah, you know, every day is different. And really, it's not because you've been in a career field where every day was actually different. Yeah. Like you might show up just even for PT, you might show up like okay Monday run day, and they're like yeah you yeah we reckon PT test <laughs> so, yeah exactly and it's it sucks more and then you're like damn can we just do Monday run day <laughs> or they'd be like they'd be like oh it was a four day weekend PT test you'd be like whoa bro time out you knew what I was doing all weekend what you mean PT test exactly so it literally was for better or worse something different every day but what was nice is you know you can go like will was saying having to sweep or mop or whatever yeah being a janitor one day 
But then the next day you have an AT4 in your hand downrange, just having fun, kicking back on the back of the striker ramp, shooting rockets off all day. And that you're getting paid to do that. Just like yeah. you're getting paid to, you know, sweep them off the floor, you're getting paid to shoot rockets because, you know, you have to stay up to date on, you know, your training and stuff. Right. Your or job. you're getting paid to, you're getting paid to spindex 50,000 rounds on a 240. Done that too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or 50 cal. Or my favorite, when they order the wrong cans of Mark 19 and instead of the, the you know, the big can, you get the double can that's even bigger and you get to just. <laughs> oh, know. no. No. Them bitches is too fucking heavy. I hated them dope, fucking dope, cans. I love the Mark 19. Okay, just so y'all look, just so y'all know. Okay, I have been both a 50 cal gunner and a Mark 19 gunner. I hate the 50 cal. I don't give a fuck what you say. I hate that greasy, dirty, oily bitch. I hate it. Okay, hate it. Mark 19, put a little bit of L side on that motherfucker, and that bitch be riding. It is a fully automatic grenade launcher. Very strong about this opinion, aren't you? <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I want to point out, I was the only person doing that last gunnery that we did before Afghanistan, right? Me, you, and Harpole. I was the only motherfucker who hit that 2,400-meter target with a fucking grenade. <laughs> I'm just saying. I ain't going to toot my own horn, but I'm fucking lethal. Anyway. Fight um, me. I even, the 50 cows weren't even fucking close, bro. So think about it. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Oh shit! Oh, anyway, dude, that was a good. Like, I remember when Harpo was like, "Race somebody that day." Yeah, honestly, you know, like I remember when Harpo got <laughs> called up to the tower. They were like, "They were like, uh, Red Four, your your laser does not work." We're sitting there, obviously, still cheating, using laser. Harpo's like, "We were on the jump net," and Harpo's like, "Hey, hey, Bubba, laser that shit." I was like, "The laser doesn't work." <laughs> and then as he's leaving, Star Major goes, "Hey." Your laser ain't work. What you mean, laser that shit? <laughs> so that was a good time. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's just, you know, it's like that. Best job I ever had, right? I, I, I want to do I, it on something else. Oh, yeah, go ahead. What you got? Some, some of you said about sightseeing and then the helicopters. I've done both. I've done sightseeing on the civilian side and flying around Afghanistan. You look out the damn window because there's nothing else to do. That's kind of the mountains. But... It was a trip, at least the area we were in, in Afghanistan. It looked like the California high desert mm -hmm. or even Vegas. I mean, you know, minus the strip and everything, but just, you know, the scattered houses and the greenery and stuff. It was a trip how similar it looked to the high desert here in the U.S., even there. But the sightseeing there is just, you're genuinely interested. And then when I was sightseeing in the civilian world, I was entertained but i wasn't like really trying to look and like really like you know eagle eye that shit i was just like oh yeah that's that's nice cool what else what's next <laughs> yeah i can see that you know it's funny it's funny that you say that because i was thinking that so um if you guys didn't know i'm a photographer welcome back to the podcast you should know that shit um there's a picture i took mac when we were in vegas when we were on top of the rio looking north of the strip and it was as it was starting to rain uh, I called it North of Vegas, what the picture's called. It looked to me like when we were looking north of the, um, what do you call it? North of the FOB, 
it was it's where Operation Anaconda was. But the way the mountains were set up, it just kind of looked dope as shit, and it kind of looked like, you know, I, it, that was the comparison that I saw immediately was this looked like Afghanistan, and I kind of cracked that joke when we were in Afghanistan all the time that I was like, this looked like Colorado, bro. This looked like you flew us in a circle a shit ton of times and then landed and was like, this is Afghanistan. And you're like, bro, this looked like a bad version of NTC with a little more green. <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of fucking actors, bro. This shit, this shit, this shit look like NTC times ten, bro. Um, but yeah, that's where that picture. That's where that. That's where that. I was noticed. That's where that vision came from for that picture. So it's kind of funny that you brought that up. Talking about, um, I have their pin somewhere. Damn. Oh, it's in my case. That the organization that met us in New Hampshire when we were leaving and coming back. You talking about the the huggers? <sighs> I don't remember. You're talking about New Hampshire or Maryland? Because it was Bangor, Maine. Maine. Maine, that's it. Was it Maine? I, I know it, it was, was like North, somewhere in like North. You're talking about the old ladies and the bikers and shit? They gave yeah. us coffee and donuts? Yeah. I was. Yeah, that was Maine. I have to find their, I need to give a shout out to the organization because they are doing the, it was pleasant. And the snacks yeah, didn't work. <laughs> well, no, so it's funny. So the actual story behind how they started doing that, uh, that that's very specific airport because that airport that part of the airport no longer runs. Um, but the reason they started doing it was, I can't remember, I think it was like Iraq. An airport, a plane landed full of Marines and coming from Iraq. And it just landed, right? It was just there to for rest and recovery from the flight. Um, one of the flight attendants went out and was like, oh, hey, how can you know, what's up? What can we do? What can we do? And, you know, they said like, oh, nothing. We're fine. You know, we'll just stay on the plane, whatever. So the the airport crew got together and went and bought coffee and donuts for everybody on the plane, and it kind of just became a tradition to go through Bangor, Maine. And as soon as you stop in Bangor, Maine, they will always have coffee and donuts for military personnel. So it's kind of cool. Good story. I can't remember the whole story, but the way that it was kind of that was kind of brief to how it was. It was kind of dope for to hear that history of how like a lot of people. And you can ask anybody who's deployed from anywhere in the U.S. You stop in Bangor, Maine, bro. Everybody has done it. Everyone stopped in Bangor, Maine, and then you fly out to fucking Ireland or wherever you're going. Oh. Shannon is where we went. I remember it was one of the Northeast states. He's in New Hampshire. Ireland was dope. Shannon was cool. I've never been to Ireland until I was in the fucking army. With that, that was cool. I I got to you know I didn't really get to see much, but hey, I got to get out. I got to have an Irish breakfast. Local. Right, I got to meet some locals. I got to have an Irish breakfast. I got to smoke a cigarette with an Irish chick. She was kind of hot, weird, weird voice. I don't, I don't like the accent, but you know, <laughs> got to do that. <laughs> Check the box. Um, and you were getting paid to do it. Yeah, that too. I was on the clock. <laughs> Cha ching. Uh, <laughs> um, so <laughs> let's be serious for a second. Uh, you know, we're not gonna keep you guys too long because you know. We do want to play video games tonight. <laughs> um, but just to be serious for a second, like I was talking to Mac about this on the way home. And the reason I think the military was so cool now that I'm out of the military is it, it made unpleasant things easy to do because you were motivated to do so, whether by cash or go to, go to jail, right? Like Mac said in the previous episode, you don't go to work, you go to jail. Um, <laughs> It it made 
we learned to be, we are sorry, we learned to do, mo, we, uh, I can't speak English. We learned to be motivated to do unpleasant things. We hated running on Mondays, but guess what we was doing? Hard work, work. We was running and singing, singing our goddamn hearts out for no goddamn reason, knowing damn well we were still nursing the hangover from three days ago. Um, <laughs> it was. I bounce back quick. At least back then. Oh, I was in my prime. That's different. I am not in my prime <laughs> anymore. This this one drink gonna have me fucked up. Um, <laughs> it was the. So when I go back to talking about getting out of your comfort zone. The military took people from every aspect of the country, whether it was people wearing white hoods, people throwing up the rock, black power, right? Whatever it may have been, and threw them all in one organization. And it, it forced us to learn about each other's cultures. And like, let's be honest, I'll be telling y'all right now, I did not listen to country music until I joined the army. Yeah, I, I was, just didn't. I'm right there with you. Uh, well, minus some of the music from Smokey and the Bandit, but that's my shit. That's different. That's a movie. That's that's TV music, movie music. That don't count. Um, but like, I didn't listen to country till I joined the army, and I know people who didn't listen to hip hop till they joined the army, and I know people who didn't listen to K-pop until they went to Korea and met some juicy girl or whatever they're called now. Uh, hey, <laughs> sure. them, you know, your K-pop. You know the right K-pop. Got your massage, boom boom. Uh, <laughs> um, but like it, it, it kind of forced you. It didn't force you, but it, it made you comfortable with trying new things and you know opening your avenues of approach to different things, which kind of makes sense. With the military wants you to think outside the box so much, so it kind of aligns with meet meet new people, meet new cultures, try new cultures, stuff like that. And I think. The reason we thought the military was so cool, Mac, let's just be honest. It was it's the it was the best time and the worst time of your life all at the same time. Yep. It, right. No no middle ground. <laughs> no middle ground. Right. There was no mm, this is moderately okay. No, it was either this was dope or this fucking sucks. Yep. There was no happy medium, right? It was always. But I think that's what made the military the way it was, is that we were comfortable not having the happy medium. We were comfortable in these extremes. And now that we're in the civilian world, which is, you know, something we talk about always, right, to all of our listeners, you're stuck at that happy medium. And yeah. sometimes you might get that, woo, this is fucking awesome, dude. I'm having the best time of my life, right? And I get that happy medium. I get that happy, not the happy medium, but I get that happy all the time, right? Holidays come and I decorate my house. Me and my kids are up here, right? And then it'll trickle down and I'm back here and I'm uncomfortable. I, I hate it right here. I hate it. It's uncomfortable. Or I get that down here and I'm like, oh, this is all right. It sucks, dude. But you know what? It fucking sucks and it's okay. But then you get right here where it doesn't suck enough and it's not good enough. And you're like, I don't like it. Please be one or the other. I'm used to the left or the right, not the middle. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is weird to say that. But like, I guarantee you, as I'm saying this, there's someone who's going to listen to this and go, damn. He's right. I hate the middle. I like the ups and I like the downs. I don't like the normals. The normals are weirdos. If you like a normal, you're a fucking serial killer. <laughs> well, that's just because that's the time you forget. Yeah. That's, it's it, the like, most it, it, least memorable. You don't remember it. Like, you remember sucky times because they make good stories. I mean, the worst times usually make the best stories. And then, of course, the highs, you always remember your happy moments, you take pictures, or whatever it may be. 
So yeah, you look, you're searching for the highs and lows because those are what we remember. Nobody remembers the shit in the middle. But I couldn't tell you what I did yesterday. Oh, right, I, I was at work yesterday. That was only because it was like a, a low. <laughs> you know what's funny? I'm I'm glad you said that. You remember the highs and the lows. No one remembers the middle. It's funny. I can remember terrible shit. And I can remember. I can remember. I can remember fantastic shit. I have trouble recalling normal middle people shit. Like, and like, that's funny that you say it that way. Because I've never thought about it that way. But that's truly how my mind works and i and i will blame the military for that i can remember my babies walking high right ultra high i remember their first word high ultra high everyday shit you know except unless it's new i i kind of blur through their kids it's something different every day but all the like firsts and like the new stuff i remember clear day there are some days when you know <laughs> monica be like you remember who what? Where? When? Why? And then they'll bring up something good or bad, and I'm like, "Oh, you mean on the fifth day of the fifth sun and the fifth moon and the rotation of the Earth was this way and the yeah, but you start arguing about down. the details, right? Yeah, and she's like, you know that wasn't that. And they're like, no, no, no. I no. specifically remember she was wearing red shoes, and they'd be like, "Why do you remember that?" And I'd be like, "I don't know. I just do. I, I remember like, every it's, little it's, detail. It's very right? like." <clears throat> It's crazy. Like, it's vivid. And, you know, I think I think that right there is the truth of the military memory and the mindset. You remember the highs and you remember the lows, but you cannot remember the middle ground. Then that right there is a whole episode on itself, right? That's good, Mac, right there. That was... Fuck, I didn't want to say shit else. That was... I hate you. Damn, that was fucking good. That was phenomenal. Let's, let's do the highs and lows for the next episode. We'll just carry on the momentum. Yeah, I'm with that. Highs and lows of, you know, that. Um, damn, I already wrote that down. Uh, the last thing I did want to say was the military mindset, like we were just saying, if it sucks, it's fun. Right? What is? What do we always say in the Army? I don't know if the Navy says it because, you know, their embrace the suck might be a little different than our embrace the suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, Navy people don't come at me. Now we have to get a Navy um, person on here to... Uh, I do. Get a Navy person to rebuttal. Yeah. yeah. If we make um, fun of but, a branch, we're going to get them to We got to get somebody now. But, like, when I say <laughs> it sucks that it was fun, or it sucks and it was fun, right? Embrace the suck means suck it up. Suck it up, buttercup. It ain't going to get better, right? Ain't no, like, what do they say? Ain't nobody coming to help you. You can suck it up. You're in the dirt. Stay in the dirt, bro. Get over it. Uh, embrace that shit. Own it. Like Snaps you truly did not best job I ever had, right? No, you truly, thanks. oh, best did boy them dirt now. <laughs> or in the back of the striker while you waiting and it's hot, and you got your kid on. Yeah, yeah, boy, that so was the best snaps ever. And so I think I want to end on what this truly means that we're talking about is you didn't care how shitty the situation was. Or you didn't care how good the situation was. You were just happy to be in the situation. right? It could suck. It could be cool. You remember those times because it was dope shit. Or it was really bad shit. 
but you didn't care. And I think we as veterans have slowly, as we get out of the military, we've slowly drifted away from remembering to embrace the suck. Right. And we, you know, we get out thinking we're going to live this silver spoon life and we forget, well, excuse my language. We came from the motherfucking trenches, bro. The military is the trenches, literally and figuratively, right? It's the trenches. It's the hood. <clears throat> it's the bottom of the barrel. And we were comfortable at the bottom, but when we got out, we thought it was going to automatically lift us to that higher level. So now we all hate everything because we're not at that higher level, but we forget. We are perfectly comfortable living in... <clears throat> Sorry. We are perfectly comfortable living in that squalor and filth. That was preacher's voice. You like that? That was the preacher voice, wasn't it? <laughs> but like, we forget we were comfortable in the dirt. And I think that's why we all are all just slightly a little bit too depressed is because we forget that we're capable of being in much worse conditions, but we want better. But shit. Maybe we don't need better. Maybe we need the dirt. Throw some dirt on it. Throw some dirt on it. Got any parting words? <laughs> No, I'm just thinking about those fucking naps in the field. Chasing the white rabbit, trying to get that nap again. Boy, never. No weed, no sleeping pills, nothing can compare to that nap. Well, I'm about to try a concoction at night and see if that works. Mm-hmm. Don't die on me. No. Um, other than that, y'all, we're, we're excited to be back. Uh, we took a little break. We did try something these last couple episodes, and some of it worked. Some of it didn't, and, you know, it just wasn't us. So we're trying to get back to us and enjoying us. And, like, kind of why we started the podcast was just to vent about the shit we talk about and how we feel about shit and just kind of have fun. We tried yeah. some new stuff, and it just tanked. We're just but trying the new stuff so you ain't got to listen to us online all the, every episode. That's true. <laughs> Mostly Mac, but, you know, yeah, that's true. That's true. But, yo, we're back. Be on the lookout for another episode. This one will post Friday. Uh, we appreciate y'all. And in the words of a great, 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 great motherfucking name, Tavares, love, peace, and soul. <laughs>